From 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. Adam, I think we're adapting okay to this uh, remote podcasting situation. Maybe all our remote work has actually, you know, uh, given us the skills we need to do DIY podcasting uh, from afar. I think we're good. I'm just worried about what happens if I also leave 87 Lafayette. Can it? It's it's like a tree falling in the forest. Like, can there be a podcast from 87 Lafayette mm. if no one's at 87 Lafayette? Well, I mean, this is the question. Is 87 Lafayette our, you know, is it the name of our production studio? Is, uh, you know, what what is 87 Lafayette? It's a state of mind. Exactly. You've hit on it exactly. And I think as long as we're in that state of mind, even if I'm in Nantucket, you're in the vineyard, if we're in the the Brooklyn 87 Lafayette, Bill de Blasio sucks state of mind, uh, then I think we can say that the show is from 87 Lafayette. Yes. And I will say a couple updates about 87 Lafayette before we get to our guests. Uh Uh-oh. The, I, I, the roof blew off. No, no, no. Our no, shack no, on the no. third floor is no more. No, no. I think it's a benefit of New York City's antiquated trash system that you put your trash on the street versus in dumpsters like other civilized countries, cities. Mm-hmm. Um, that you get to, you get to, A, like when people put furniture out, you get to look at the furniture and decide if you want to take it. A lot mm-hmm. of furniture in my childhood bedroom was from the street. Like, my mom saw this amazing bookcase and was like, we'll just paint it black. Like, we won't even worry about sanding it. We'll just paint it black and, like, still there to this day. Did that ever um, Did that ever worry you about, you know, bed bugs? Uh, like, you know, if someone threw it out, there might be a reason they threw it out? No. People throw out stuff when they're moving and don't want to bring it to the next place. Mm. But... I wouldn't take a mattress. But but anyway, the point is, not only can you benefit by taking things, but also you get to see. You get to see what people are doing. And I noticed that in our trash pile was not only a box for a KitchenAid stand mixer, but also a box for a Le Creuset Dutch oven. And as someone who has purchased both a stand mixer and a Dutch oven during this quarantine... I'm just happy to see that someone else has done the exact same thing, albeit delayed by about a month. It's probably because they were listening to Corona Pod. They heard you talk about all the incredible bread you're baking, the ice cream you're mixing in the KitchenAid, and they were like, hell, I need to have that, so I need to order $600 worth of uh, kitchen implements uh, pronto. Yeah. I think what I'm learning is my dad, when I was a kid, always would say, there's a difference between something you need and something that you lack. And when I was a kid, I would always say, I need this. And my dad would say, do you need it? No, you don't need it. It's something you don't have, but I don't think you need it. And I, I realized that in this time of Corona, that, that distinction is still valid, but how you react to those things is out the window. If I need something, I buy it. If I lack something... I also buy it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that is true. I recently bought a bike uh, because I came up to Nantucket. There are not a lot of paved roads up here, but there are a lot of dirt roads. So I bought a bike that I can ride on all these dirt roads. And it was kind of an expensive purchase, but I had the same 
thought. I was like, you know what? If I need this to get through the next like three months where I'm basically going to be stuck in the same place, then it is well worth the money. And uh, I've, I've been putting it to good use so far. So I think, I think that your opinion is very valid. But speaking of people whose opinions I value, I think we should go to our guests for this evening. They are, along with your family, Adam, probably the most loyal listeners of Coronapod. And uh, the people who have put up with me the longest. So I'm excited to welcome my parents, Beth and Hugh, and my grandmother, Carol, also known to the world as Mamam, to the show. Welcome to Coronapod. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Yeah, so, so, you know, we're excited to talk about a a lot of things, but one thing we should talk about is we're in kind of a weird situation. So I'm in Nantucket. You're in Nantucket. But we are not in the same place. And it's a little, a little bit weird. Um, Maybe tell our listeners, um, probably basically Adam's family, uh, tell our listeners what our what our situation is here. Well, basically, Uh, You are in quarantine, so you're living in a cottage separate from the main house where Beth and Hugh are living with me. Uh, When I first came up here with you, I stayed in your cottage, and your dad stayed in the other cottage to be in quarantine, so your mom wouldn't catch anything in case we brought anything with us, which we didn't. So uh, it's it's very different. Uh, Now the three of us are together. And it's been very smooth, very easy. Um, we get along well, I think. Uh, we all share in the cooking and the cleaning. And the only thing is your dad does the shopping because he's the only one to go to the market. But it's really been very delightful and very pleasant and very easy. Uh, because I'm the uh, least, uh, the most expendable, I'm the, the one who uh, goes out with all the... It goes out with all the risk and uh, takes one on the chin for the rest of the family. Well, I think there's, there is actually a reason that you're the one that goes to the market, and that's because you are over 60, so you can go to the market in the hour that it's open, uh, you know, before, before all the young folks can go, but you're a lot younger than my mom. So I think that's the reason you can go. Not that you're expendable, but you know, you're the you're the least not expendable, maybe. Oh, thank you. Well said, Matt. <laughs> I greatly appreciate the sentiment. Uh, but also, I'm actually the one that's got it organized with the uh, shopping list. I've actually got it down to a point where I go when we decide what we need to go and get. At the shopping, I have marked down a particular aisle where that particular product or uh, requirement is. Uh, I have my little map, and I'm able to scoot around the uh, scoot around the supermarket very quickly and efficiently and effectively, um, and get out there, get out of there as fast as I can. Has there has there been any discussion of either things that you can't get at the A and P or things that you're like, you know what? we could do this ourselves. Have you thought about becoming farmers and, you know, getting some chickens, growing some vegetables? Because I think us in New York City, a big restriction was, you know, 
we we don't have room for a cow. But you know, has that crossed your mind as you've been waiting for the line at checkout? Uh, it certainly has crossed my mind. Um, we were actually having a conversation uh, today with a, uh, a friend of ours who does some uh, gardening around various places uh, to determine which is the best place on the property to establish our um, our vegetable garden. And we've decided it's on the uh, uh, eastern side of the house, uh, which gets more sun than uh, the rest. Uh, we've planted some, actually some uh, various herbs uh, earlier on this afternoon. I, um, I'm a great, I'm originally from Australia and we are very large lamb eaters and I, have, I make my own mint sauce. Um, so I have some spare mint sauce. What about your own lamb? And I'm uh, trying, actually to, trying actually to grow some mint and uh, plant that in the garden as well. We're actually going to get a goat. You should, That's what I was yeah. thinking. But you can, only, you can only really use that for lamb one time. Yeah. Oh no! I, I also I also put in my um, my cocktail, which is called a mint chewing. So it's very nice. So okay, here's a question for you: When you came out onto the balcony earlier, and you were all, uh, I was on my bike, spinning away. You were all drinking glasses of wine. Looked very <laughs> nice. Uh, you said we don't normally drink midweek, but we made an exception today. So. Tell me, what are things that might be leading you to drink midweek? You know, what, what today made you say, hey, we, I think we need a cocktail uh, on a Wednesday? Other than Corona Pod. <laughs> Rather than needing to prepare to be on the show. Uh, the longer days, the long, hard work, uh, working day, um, and more that um, we discovered a great Bloody Mary mix from Tisco Brewers on their Instagram site. So it seemed kind of enticing. Got it. Got it. And also being able to um, taste the beautiful sunsets we're now seeing here. Did you see that sunset tonight? I did. It was very, very beautiful. You know, we are, we're three generations here all living together for the first time ever, even though we're not living together yet. It's like an Italian village. And so that's actually my next question. Mom. What is it like to, you know, you spent a lot of time with my mom over the summers and whatnot, but, you know, now there's sort of a no end date period. What's it like living with your parent full time with no end date for that, really for the first time since you went away to college at 18? Well, it's actually kind of boring, but we've been doing great. Um... Fortunately, I have an amazing mother. Not every daughter gets along with their mother. I'm not just saying this because you're in the room, but Matt knows this, that my mom's pretty amazing. Um, But yeah, it's a little different because we're adults and we have our own lives, but I think we've kind of gotten into a nice rhythm. We have, in the last year or two, spent long periods of time together because we've moved up here permanently and mom's been here for six months of the year. Um, but I think I don't feel like I've regressed other than probably in the morning. I do have a little therapy session with my mother and I do probably have my little cry session or whatever my stress session is and my, oh my God, whatever COVID work, whatever it is. Um, the first part of the morning before I've had my coffee or just after my coffee, which probably could be a little reminiscent of when I was in high school. Um, but I think we're fortunate. We have a lot of space here. So everyone's pretty, um, 
respectful of spaces and, and time together. So Adam is on the verge of departing New York uh, to move up to the vineyard. And I say on the verge, I haven't gotten an update in the past day or two, so I don't know what the latest is. I know there were like eight different work streams that the Brodheim family had going on this, uh, on the great well, slept to the vineyard. Well, I can, I can vineyard. give you a quick update before we all right. get some, some advice about if we're thinking about all the wrong things. It's going to be a staged arrival. I think myself and my sister and our SOs will probably go up, not this weekend, but the weekend after, for all of June. My brother and his SO will come up for one week in June, and my parents will come up for two weeks in June. So the arrival dates and the transportation are settled. What isn't settled is how are we going to get enough tables and working spaces for everyone? And what is the meal strategy going to be? Is it everyone for themselves or are we going to try to organize some, you know, giant kibbutz on the vineyard where, you know, uh, people switch off who's cooking dinner. So that, that's where things stand. They're progressing, but we've got a lot of open questions. Well, uh, um, and then I'll let you guys dive in, but in terms of the meals and, you know, Matt and Dana, you know, haven't fully integrated yet because they're still quarantined and, they're going to have a lot of space to themselves anyhow for most of the summer. But in terms of meals for the three of us, we actually, I think it's important whatever you do is that you guys have a really good conversation because to be frank, to have a meal together every night and have those expectations of when and how, when we've all done our different things is a lot. What we've done here is we've picked different nights. There's only the three of us. It's a little easier of who's responsible for cooking, like for me, Monday through Thursday is really difficult because of my work situation. So I do it all over the weekend or try to. Um, so I would just say maybe, you know, maybe not have family meal every night, um, but then have the conversation who's responsible for what, when, and, and how. Uh, nothing that we actually do do. We have a, um, there's a restaurant here on the island um, that has takeout, uh, and they're a great restaurant. They're a great um, group to actually support, and it's also important that we're supporting uh, a restaurant that's on the island. Uh, so once a week, we buy a meal from them. Uh, and then what they also do, they provide another meal to a, uh, um, a needy family here on the island. So it's a good thing. It's a, bit, it's a piece of charity. And that takes the pressure um, off us for at least um, one meal a week. Uh, my primary suggestion to you, Alex, is to make sure that you are the first ones to arrive. <laughs> so then you can map out your turf because possession ah. is nine-tenths of the law and then you can get yourself settled and then it's everyone else's responsibility to settle themselves amongst the rest of whatever's left over in terms of uh, space, facilities and resources. I, I, I wish that were the case, but I think what you underestimate is that the grandparents have the ultimate word over what happens. So agree that... Of the younger generations, possession is nine-tenths of the law. But, you know, so, uh, grandparents I, get what they want. I have a question for you. Are you just there for a finite period of time? I think we're likely going to be there just for the month of June because my sister's boyfriend will need to go back to Washington, D.C. at some point because his job, he works for a firm that does a lot of work with classified documents, so... His firm, while well, he doesn't, and he could work remote 
in the, in uh, forever. His firm is itching to get back into the office so they can do some of the security work they do. So he'll have to go back, and my sister will probably go with him. And then Catherine also will likely is hoping to be back at work in July. So the plan is June's the month where we can all be there. And then after that, it'll kind of be a little sporadic and back and forth. Okay. Well, the other piece of advice I would then give, considering you're going to probably be there for the longest period of time, that you really do need to have your your own space. Um, and again, map that out and, and make sure you get your bum in that seat that you really do want. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. This has been great. Really appreciate it. And I am very much looking forward to uh, to when we can all share a meal together in, I guess, what? Today's Wednesday. Two weeks of quarantine will be next Saturday. And so in 10 days. Yeah. In 10 days. Well, thanks for having us, guys. Yes, thank you so much. Been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. your program. Talk Bye. to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So, Adam, one thing we have not talked about that I think we have to talk about that you may be totally unfamiliar with is the Call Her Daddy feud. Have you been following this? No, but I saw something. I saw something about it today. It's some Instagram influencer thing or something. I don't know. I, I had no idea what it was. I just saw something, realized it was pop culture. I watched all of Tiger King, but I think we watched Tiger King back in 2017, so I'm just giving up. (laughs) All right, well, let's table it, read all about it, listen to some episodes of Call Her Daddy, and, you know, we got to watch out, Adam, because as super successful podcast hosts, you know, this could happen to us. We're just two people who have a show that's incredibly successful where we just talk about our sex lives on the show and it's like really, really raunchy and, you know, I, I don't want what happened to the to the Call Her Daddy girls to, uh, to happen to us. Um, I found a New York Times article about the Call Her Daddy feud that boiled over. Boiled over indeed. All right. So next episode, Call Her Daddy. Listeners... We will uh, we'll, we'll be very excited to, to, share, to share our perspective on, uh, on what happened to, to call her daddy. But in the meantime, we will see you on Sunday. This has been CoronaPod. Until next time, stay healthy. CoronaPod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat. <laughs>